0: My name is Jade Wangza. I'm the founder of X8 Media and we produce educational entertainment for SaaS companies and brands. So what inspired me to get started is I just love making videos at heart. I made videos since I was nine. I played with dolls and that's literally, it just comes out of passion. And I've recently, in the span of, I would say three years, have taken my uh, you know, hobby into like a full-time living. So my company, we have over uh, a team of twenty now at X8 Media, and I uh, obsessed with just working with our clients. But yeah, it wasn't so long till I actually was full-time for a solid ten years. I was making like videos for free, unpaid, out of passion. Uh, but that's how I really got started.
1: One of your earliest memories was with uh, starting with dolls. Is that is that your absolute earliest entrepreneurial memory?
0: Yes um i mean here and there i will be the bossy demanding person i am as a kid my mom could definitely say that that was in me but when i was nine i started a youtube channel called kitty films eight don't look it up it doesn't exist anymore but um it's a show where i played with dolls and i would sell dolls Um, and i would create my e-commerce store and an amazon uh profile to sell products and that's my first really taste of e-commerce
1: marketing um, so have you ever started any other businesses than the one you've started now?
0: I have I have um, you know in the span of a year and a half Exit uh, Media you know most most of our videos are the main portion of our videos are just sponsorships and managing YouTube channels but um, here and there I have dabbled into software so we have another project called PBJ app which is an app I'm working on uh, I also have something called eat like which is a food box I definitely think I'm your typical like adhd kid that can't pick one thing to do so that's why you can see i love uh diversifying my time and projects that i believe in
1: um so from all of those different businesses you've started is there any kind of thing that stands out as your worst entrepreneurial failure
0: yeah a ton
1: <laughs> so um,
0: i would say my recent failure was not being able to say no to people even mm. if it makes me look better and my reputation's important, it's really important to say no. And so let me give you the story. So essentially what happened was, for Eat Like specifically, Eat Like is a food box where you can eat like your favorite influencer. And I have, it really is started because most of my friends are really big creators and they love the idea. And here's the issue, like when you get a lot of social validation, you almost don't want to stop because people are like cheerleading you on. And like, I'm not trying to go into details, but like, let's just say like some of the biggest people I look up to even in the industry for YouTube or brands, they love this idea. They were literally like, Jay, this is genius. And I'm like, I, I didn't, I think I got, I was on a high, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so freaking cool. Um, and even though the company itself, like we sold hundreds of boxes, but it was unprofitable. Like the thing was, we were bleeding money like crazy, like each box cost $20 uh, to the consumer. It costed us $25 to (laughs) fulfill. So like, you know, I know a startup, you know, it's very normal, like Facebook, every company in the world loses money in the beginning. It's normal, but it was to the point where, am I doing this out of, you know, what's the why out of it? Like if I'm going to bleed money like crazy, why? (laughs) And I realized my why wasn't good enough Like, when it came down to it, like it's not deleted or paused or like I... I threw away the project, I just had to really think about how I could make this company an actual... Um, I had to really think my why. And yeah. that was the past month. I was like, I, so I put on pause for three months, which is actually the blessing of my life because the coronavirus, the perfect, the, the perfect storm happened. So the coronavirus happened and um, it allowed us to take some downtime to really reflect. And I've learned that it's really important to say no and know your why because you could be doing things for other people and at the end of the day, you could be either losing money, which is at the worst, but even worse is like to lose yourself. So that was my biggest failure recently in the span of a month and I'm still reflecting on it and I think it's probably the best thing that's ever happened, just to be able to pause and analyze why you're doing something.
1: So coming away from a worse failure, can you pinpoint your happiest entrepreneurial moment
0: Wow, good question. Um, so here's the thing. I'm ha- I'm happy when I typically break myself to the, my limits. It mm. sounds really weird, but I really believe before any breakthrough, you're going to have a breakdown. Yeah. So like, to be very honest, my lowest points in my life were typically actually the highest points typically next to it, right? It's just that... And it it's really hard of, to be admit because it means you have to go through some deep waters to really feel happiness. Uh, so one example is probably my most recent happiness is I, for Eat Like and my YouTube, there was a point like last year where it was the lowest amount of views, the lowest amount of everything. Like lowest amount of clients, like just literally the lowest amount of money. Like I, I don't think I even made one single dollar for a single month at one point. And I had money saved up and stuff, but also I was also like, I have to pay my team. And like, I was so stressed because I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can survive next month. And um, I think my happiest moment was literally like reaching rock bottom, not having enough money to pay my team the next month, having so much stress and like not able to hit deadlines. When suddenly out of literally like, you know, I guess luck, but um, suddenly this this client finally came through the perfect time. I was able to pay my taxes. It just literally like perfect timing. And yeah. that was probably my happiest moment. Not necessarily that I got a big check, but it was the fact that throughout everything, I didn't give up. Like, I think that's what my happiest moment was. And it wasn't really an and really real point because I actually didn't realize I was happy until looking back. And I think that's the hardest thing to understand as an entrepreneur. Like you sometimes don't know what's going on until you look three months back, right? And you're like, oh, that's why that happened. So that's probably, that was like last fall. That was probably one of my happiest moments. I remember like almost like tears of joy out of being able to survive the next next few months. Um, and then I guess my most recent happiness also, personally, I've been also surfing and, and working out. So, you know, every day I find myself uh having a peak of joy doing those small little things i don't think there's one moment that i'm extremely happy though
1: i've looked at a few of your videos obviously and um you said that you moved to la at 17 which is very young was there any kind of big mentors or people that you kind of followed thinking that you know i'm gonna move i'm gonna move to la at 17 and i'm gonna be like them so yeah i was actually 16 i remember yeah i was six no no, no i was 17 I think I was
0: actually 16 turning 17, something really young, and yeah, I mean, my mentality going about it was, I literally had like 2,000, I don't, by the way, I haven't even opened up about it in a while, so only like a few of my friends know, I don't think even my parents knew, like when I wanted to move to LA, it literally didn't make sense, like I literally dropped out of school the month before, I had like maybe, I had 10,000 followers, but like I didn't have a ton of money, like I was literally the psychotic person that just packs their bag and go to LA. Yeah. and. My mentality going, I remember driving for 16 hours to go to LA, like moving there, my stuff. And like, I think my my thought process was like, I just don't know what's going to happen. And in that moment, when you face unknown, it's uncomfortable. And most people run from being uncomfortable. They're like, okay, I'm uncomfortable, peace out, done. (laughs) But that was the first time where you just, I sat in stillness with uncomfortable and I, there wasn't necessarily any technique, but when you face some sort of discomfort, don't run away from it. And I really learned it from LA. Like for example, I've been in a new place I've never been into. I could easily say, okay, it's time to go home, but I just sat in LA for uh, God knows how long. Like I I really realized that the scariest things that you're afraid of are actually not that scary. You just have to face it and like sit with it for a little bit, which is really awkward and painful, but it's crucial for, for any type of move or growth
1: so my final question that i've got written down is uh if you had one piece of advice for yourself when you were starting out what would it be
0: my one piece of advice would be two things i think that i would not be here without it sounds so cheesy but <laughs> i can't even explain that like I am not the smartest person like people think like wow you're so smart I'm like no but the second thing is like people also say like wow you're so brave And like I'm really not I think I got lucky in two things like I work really fucking hard but I got lucky where I, my friends are literally some of the most inspiring people to me and the way I went about that is I didn't just sit there and waiting for people to come to me but I reached out to people every day so for, for my biggest advice not necessarily for for me, but also in general, like relationships are so much more important than what you know. I think there's a quote, it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, yeah. and it's also in a sense of like, not just making friends so you can get money out of them. Like that's not what I'm trying to say, but true relationships are so valuable. And yeah. if, especially if you have the right circle of maybe entrepreneurs or artists or whatever that is, uh, You might not see it short term or long term it goes so far. I can't tell you the amount of times where I literally only got projects just because it wasn't me, but it was because of my relationships that I've nurtured and built. Um, Looking back, I guess my if I was to look at my younger self, I think what I really screwed up upon is not being able to. I think like there's nothing I really regret, but I think my younger self definitely thought I was the shit. Like, I think I needed to be humbled a few times. (laughs) So like, I guess like looking back too is like, when you do want to build your network, or your your people, or anything going about, like... Don't think... I don't know, I think it's like, there's a Gary V, like, eat shit thing. I'm not trying to say that, but I, I am trying to say, like, learn from other people. There was times where I didn't want, I didn't listen, and I wanted to speak too many times, and it comes out of, like, immaturity, and, you know, I was 16, but... Oh, I definitely think that, yeah, I, I, I definitely screwed up upon where I had literally so many people that I could have listened to, but I opened my mouth a little too much. And that's something I, I still work on to this day. So I guess looking back, I would give myself advice and say, Jade, you don't always need to know everything. And mm-hmm. you can say, I don't know, and you're still just as smart. And I think that's really important to know that you can be smart and powerful and strong and still listen and ask for help. And I think that's hard for me because I want it to be super independent and so cool. But you need people and you need to listen. It's a, yeah. it's a skill that's fundamental.
1: No, and I think that is a really strong message to give across, so thank you so much.